Hello, Internet. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we said we were going to do hi, Internet. Why would I say hi? I always say hello. I know, but this, is the, this isn't the show. This is a commercial for the show. I thought we said we were going to do it different. I always say hello, Rod. I, you, all right, fine. Say it whatever way you want to, Chris. It doesn't matter what I say anyway. Hello, Internet. You did. Fine. You got your hello in. And now I'm Rod Morgan. You can listen to us on Balls and Brew, where we'll argue about many things even more inane than what you just heard us argue about there. I promise. Right here on the Morgan Eagle Podcast Network. Welcome to the Yeah We Know Podcast, part of the Morgan You Know's Podcasting Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? I'll tell you what I'm actually hot about today, Jim. I'm just going to get you fired up right off the jump. We're just going to get contentious going right now. I have a brand new wrestler to put on notice, and I Uh-oh. really don't think you're going to be happy about it. Go right ahead. Who's, uh, who's on notice, Rod? All right, so we had Hit Row on notice. I went ahead and just moved them off of notice and just completely moved them into <laughs> I do not care about category. It did not take long for them to get there. And yeah, the new was, person. I don't care now. Exactly. Okay. The new person on notice, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to do this to you, but it's Johnny Gargano. Get the fuck out of here. How? He's so small. How am I supposed to believe that guy? Oh, can my beat Jesus. Anybody? Easy, Vince. He's the smallest guy I've ever seen cut promos in the WWE, not named Rey Mysterio. How am I supposed to believe this guy He is an amazing in-ring talent. He's going against Theory. Theory's nothing special. Theory looks like a wrestler to me. I mean, maybe when this guy's shirt off and he's all clothes, up, so but I'm just down. telling you right now, Jim, he's oh, on notice Christ. for me. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Apparently, you've never watched Johnny Gargano wrestle before. I definitely haven't, and that's why okay. I could be proven dead wrong So here, you could I'm... watch one of his 500 matches that he had against Tommaso Ciampa or anybody else in NXT, and you will have a different thought. Oh, my the God, crowd, crowd is behind him. Fantastic in-ring performer. Yeah, he's small. Got a great physique, but who cares? I mean, you know what? If he's small, don't put him against Big Show. Put him against other people his size. It's very, very easy. But if he wants to be a big guy in the company, how's he ever going to fight Drew McIntyre? How's he ever going to fight the Tribal Chief? How's he ever going to fight Riddle? You know what I mean? Like these guys are huge. Oh yeah, but then he'll he'll make make up for that with his in ring performance, just like Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's not wasn't wasn't huge. Brian Daniel Bryan seems bigger to me than Johnny Gargano. He's bigger, but he's not that much bigger. Johnny Gargano just seems and like Johnny the Gargano guy is a lot more. Wrestling. Johnny Gargano is a lot leaner and more muscular than Daniel. I'm dropping stuff on my desk. Dude, I told got you me going. Be happy. You know what? What am I hot about today? I'm hot about the fact that he had an amazing debut. He had an the the, the um, interviews. I like what they're doing. They're not doing everything in the ring. You know, this one, this interview on uh, on Raw was kind of like a behind the scenes type thing. But it made him okay. seem cheap to me, Jim. Let me jump in there real quick. Made him seem cheap to me. They're like, hey, bud, we're just going to talk to you in the empty seats before we actually tape the show. This is how I think big of a deal you are. You're going to see a lot more of that, and I I kind of like that just to kind of get it pre-taped, get it taken care of. Uh, get to your point quickly and then move on. And he in theory, oh, by the way, by the way, Austin Theory's back. Austin, first names, Matt Riddle, Austin Theory. Gotta love it, don't you? Yeah, I don't know if I like Matt Riddle. I'm fine with Austin Theory, but I don't know oh if I want to call Oh my God, his name is Matt. I don't care. I don't know if I want to call him that. <laughs> you can't make me, Jimmy. I'm going to call him whatever I want to call him. Uh, I will make you call him. Uh, well, welcome uh, to the show. We're uh, starting off on a great note here. Uh, we have mad. a lot going on in WWE and also AEW, but we're actually taping on the night that John Moxley just announced he has an open contract for the show this weekend. So we don't know what's going to happen. Some people think it's CM Punk. 
Uh, we're not going to speculate right now because by the time you hear it, we probably already know who that is. But we do, Rod, have a Raw to talk about, and we also have Clash at the Castle, and we've got picks throughout the Morgan You Knows universe. So a lot, lot to go on here, don't we? We sure do. We are, I'm really excited to start this new fantasy booking challenge, right? I want to get a couple of pay-per-views under our belt where me, you, Chris, and Mark all pick. And by the time we get after Survivor Series here, you know what I mean, get heading into Royal Rumble, we'll see sure. who's got a lead and who doesn't. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting angle. Okay, so Raw this week uh, emanated from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Rod, the Pittsburgh crowd has always been, historically, every time, a very bad crowd. Uh, they don't really get involved as much unless Kurt Angle is involved. Uh, but you kind of saw that here. The crowd was quiet for a lot of the night, uh, except for a little bit of Kurt Angle here. But even that went on a little, a little too far, and that just kind of that kind of sh- slows the show down a little bit, in my opinion. Did you notice that? Yeah, and they were they were really wanting somebody as well who I thought was in the ring doing something that I sort of wanted to hear, and they were just getting wadded every 15, 20 seconds. So there they were not really being the hype that we wanted to be and then being annoying during a talking segment, which you've spoken about this the last couple of weeks. Those have really come down in frequency. Yeah. So I think we should all just calm down a little bit and just let the stuff get spewed out into the ring, and then we'll move on. The more you guys keep screaming what, the longer the situation is going to take. Well, and it's that culture change because now in-ring interviews will mean more because you know it's not going to start the show for 30 minutes every day, every 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 Monday. That's great, but it's that time, the culture change that has to go, and that could be a year. That could be a year and a half before that changes. So we've got some time for what's. Believe me, we do. And I know that you were way more sick of them than I am because you've been watching for oh, longer yeah. than I have, and you said it's a scourge on wrestling since it was invented. But, man, it really drives me up the wall. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you guys expect? Not every storyline is going to be for you. So just shut up for a second, let them finish this one on, and we'll get to the next match. Kurt Angle was back. He did a couple uh, a couple vignettes there with your boys. You love American Alpha. He drank some milk. Uh it was fine. They didn't make him look uh, horrible like they usually do with uh, stars in their hometown. He did a, an homage to a skit that he and Edge did uh, a very long time ago. So I thought that was fine. I thought Angle coming back was nice to see him. He looked like he was ready to wrestle, a little nervous about that. But uh, I think it was really nice to see Angle back. Yeah, he did look like he was ready to wrestle, and I was like, oh, no, because then he was kind of moving around like a lot of old wrestlers move around, and I was like, please, God, let's not have him get involved in any action here, and he did not, but... Here's what I want to ask you, Jimmy. Sure. What does it mean for our boys, the Street Profits, that at this current moment, they're messing around with Maximum Male Models, Hit Row, and the Alpha Academy? It's not their time. It really isn't. They're, they are, they've got to do something because the Usos have their own main event angle going, and then you have the New Day and the Viking Raiders going in that direction. So right now, there's really not a place for them. So we still want them on the show. We still want to get them seen. That's why you put them in with Angle. That's why you put them on main event sometimes. But really, they're not. They, they had their time. They had their 15 matches for the title. We're going to move on, and they'll come back here, and you know you're going to get a great match out of them. What I wonder as well is we've talked many times about what Montez is going to be as a singles performer, and we've also talked that now we're not as down on Angelo, the solo performer. Here's what I wonder, though. Could we get back to Montez, Seth Rollins, and then can we work out one of the greatest mixed tag team matches in WWE history when we have Bianca and Montez take on Seth and Becky someday, Jimmy? That's what I'd love to see. That will main event a pay-per-view in either 20, late 2023 
early 2024, probably with Becky's injury, 2024. I can easily, easily see that main eventing a pay-per-view to set up then the singles titles at the next pay-per-view. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, because I just think that, like, we we know that Seth and Becky are married, and you say to me that they've had a couple of angles before, but, like, we're not explicitly having them together right now, and I think that that's a door that Triple H can open at some point if he wants to, and it really just basically rises, raises, excuse me, the profile of both Seth and Becky as if they need much more of it, but, you know, every little the two bit Two of else. the best workers in the company, yeah, let's, let's, let's go higher. I like that, though, but, yeah, that is definitely a door that they can open. They opened it a little bit. Like we talked about before, didn't really do too much for us, but uh, a a face Seth and a face Becky would look pretty good against uh, heel Bianca and heel Montez, which a lot of things have to change, which is why you give it about a year or so. Oh, wow. I could, I'm, now my mind is going crazy. What would heel Bianca even be like? Uh, it's the EST. I mean, that's the, see, you take everything that she does now, but make her cocky and it's a heel. It's it, she's got a terrific, terrific. It's kind of like what what uh, the Miz would be if he was any good in the ring, <laughs> because, you know, the Miz, you know, you know, awesome. Can you imagine if people loved him and they tried to do a little bit of uh, of face stuff with him and it never, never really worked. But can you imagine what the crowd would do saying that I'm the Miz and I'm and the entire crowd goes awesome. Same exact thing with with uh, Bianca when she goes heel. So, yeah, it, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, I guess basically she just stops smiling all the time and stops swirling, twirling her hair and skipping around, and then she's basically heel. So, yeah, you're onto something there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Miz, he's alive. He uh, he was kidnapped. Things happened to him. Uh, he is now seeing Dexter Loomis everywhere, but no one else can see him except for the audience. We can see him, so that's kind of weird. But um, I, I'm not totally out on it yet. But he was in the back of the Miz's car, right? That was at the end of Raw when Miz got in and Ciampa was all like, are you okay? And then he was in the back of Miz's yeah. car, was he not? Oh, yeah. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. So, so where, I mean, where are we going with this, Jim? I mean, is this is this to try to get the, the Miz over? Is this to try to get heat to Dexter Loomis? Where are we going with this? I think it's to get heat to Dexter Loomis. But is he... A, so he's kidnapping people. Last exactly. time I checked... Let me look here. Let me look. Kidnappers, face or heel, face or... Kidnappers should probably be heels. So, yeah. but if you're kidnapping the Miz, you're going to be a face. So I really don't understand what they're going, where they're going uh, with this either. So we'll see. We're going to give, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, some other storylines here. So right now I am in the, okay, we've got a new regime in. Let's see what happens. If this storyline was happening six months ago, I would have said, oh, this is what's going to happen. And it's ridiculously stupid. So we've got to give people some time now to, to see what happens. What do you think uh, my guy Ochampa, though, is thinking to himself? Where he's like, man, here I am mixed up in the middle of this Dexter Loomis kidnapping the Miz feud. Whatever happened to me? I had a banger with Bobby Lashley a couple weeks ago. So Ochampa right now is in that we got to get through this storyline and then I can move on to something else stage. So it's going to be a little bit, but he is going to continue to rise uh, in there. And going back to uh, Johnny Gargano real quick, he and Ochampa are the same size which helps a lot when they're in the ring together um, because you don't notice the height difference. So, you know, you did have some valid points in your horrendous take uh, that um, that you do need to have some kind of uh, there. There, There is a, that disparity can hurt uh, can hurt a lot. The realism of it. I, I can't I wait till my boy Ochampa just absolutely wears out your guy Johnny Wrestling. Oh, that's fine. Oh, hey, if they are in the ring together, whatever happens is great. 
Can I have one Speaking more about Chalpa question before we move yeah, on? Yeah, sure. I'll the yellow ahead. jacket mess that he's wearing right now, has that always been his deal, or is he kind of doing that right now because he's mixed up with the Miz? Because it Miz, doesn't look right Miz. on him. Oh, yeah, Miz stuff. He, he's, he's usually like a darker type of character. All right. Yeah. Because it just I mean, doesn't he, look right he, on him at this point. It depends if he's a face or a heel, too. So, I mean, that that, that kind of depends there. Well, he's uh, with the d- Miz right now, so he's definitely working heel. KO, main event <sighs> Jey Uso. Dude, let me tell you, they are having some matches. I think Kevin Owens is having a blast, although some of those are, are pretty hard hits. But he is doing exactly what he wants to do. He's being a badass, and he's going to be someone who's going to face Reigns uh, very, very soon. Does he? I mean, do we have him do something at Clash at the Castle? I mean, are we are we going to insert him there and just bring absolute chaos, or do you think he's not even taking the trip across seas? Well, so we have Drew McIntyre against Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns has the Usos with him, and Sami Zayn, correct? The honorary Us. So Drew McIntyre, who got literally beaten to a pulp on SmackDown, needs a little backup. So what if we have Kevin Owens back him up? But wait a minute, it's it's four on t- on two. Does Sami Zayn help Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre out on Saturday? I don't know. Ooh. That'd be interesting. Well, Sami Zayn was on Twitter today clarifying that the only reason he didn't hit Kevin Owens is because he didn't want Jay Uso to get disqualified, and he knew the ref was looking at him. I love Sami Zayn so much. He's such oh, a he's, great an, character. he's amazing. Like when he first started doing this locker room leader wearing the Bloodline T-shirt, honorary U stuff. I don't know if you were like me, but I was like, okay, this is fun for a little while. But for it to pay off and where we're at right now is absolutely amazing. You're learning that Sami Zayn takes everything to the next level and does a great job. Remember, he had a he had a match with Johnny Knoxville was that was one of the higher rated matches on WrestleMania. It was incredible. It was a great match. One of one of my more favorite memories of WrestleMania, not involving the rattlesnake. It involved a lot of stuff, but not a rattlesnake. Thank goodness. So, uh, and then we had our main event where we had Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah Uh-oh. defeating Kai and Sky in the exact same finish that every single match in this tournament had. This is the one, Rod, where I'm sitting back and saying, all right, all right, uh, Paul, what's going on here? Because you kind of hurt Kai and Sky there. Now, are they going to get their win back at Clash? Maybe. Are Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah going to be a a formidable tag team. Are they going to actually be a tag team? Are they going to get some wins and some, some TV time moving forward? Looks like they will. I'm just, they're on notice. I'm going to put somebody on notice. Nice. Rod. I'm putting Listen, on. You can put them on notice all you want. Here's what I say about that squash ending, right? Yeah. That squash ending, they attempted to try to save face with everybody a little bit. Right, yeah. they they wanted Kai and Sky to kind of lose, but not necessarily lose. They wanted Raquel Rodriguez to continue being a badass. They wanted Aaliyah to look smart, I guess. But here's the problem: the last when two you do matches, all that, it doesn't work because exactly. you're trying too hard. Yeah, and Aaliyah's also basically just hanging out on the outside of the ring, letting Raquel <laughs> Rodriguez fight much. two on one. <laughs> she she has been in in developmental for a very long time. She's got a good look. Clearly, clearly, but it's, but it's it, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. I don't think they send a female out to the ring in less clothes than Aaliyah. So definitely they they enjoy her for her look. But, man, they make her look so bad where she just gets one move done against her on the outside and she's hanging out there for seven minutes. Raquel Rodriguez is fighting two on one and holding her own because we're supposed to be afraid of the Amazon Raquel Rodriguez. And that's fine, I guess. Like, I'm interested in her a little bit. I like that we brought some shine back to the women's tag team belts because at one time another one of my crazy takes was we needed a second women's tag team champion. 
You think Gargano was bad. Right. Um, but here's what so, I will say, Jim. I yeah. think what we're doing here is we're setting up some pushovers for Sasha and Naomi to come back and walk over and get their belts back immediately. That's what I think is going on here. See, and that's the thing that I, that just confuses me because to bring them back to go get for the titles, you want them to go in against Kai and Sky instead of Rodriguez and Aaliyah. So what I would like to see is Rodriguez and Aaliyah next week, non-title match, go against two of the three people that um, Bianca and her crew beat up on Raw. Just you know, have them face those types of people in non-title matches, uh, eventually go to a dewdrop in Nikki A.S.H., get a win there. We want them to win a lot before they have a, a big feud. Not so fast on Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Remember I know. we had the, uh, the, the pantomime yeah. fight going on behind a, a shot there. I'm sure those two are right for a breakup here soon. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. Just but take now, the mask off of Nikki A.S.H. already. All right? They're almost yeah, a superhero over. gimmick's let's not go. working anymore. Just let's, yeah, let's put over. her back to being whatever she was before. Nikki. <laughs> there you go. Put her back to that. Or, or two names, apparently, because as you talked about earlier in this podcast, we're, all, we're we doing two, two names now. All right, so we'll 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 kind of end with this on Raw, and then we're going to get into our picks of uh, Clash of the Castle. Rollins and Riddle had a wow. uh, very interesting uh, war of words. Whenever you go real life with something, it's kind of strange in in wrestling. But Rollins, and I, I kind of love how they did it. So obviously, uh, Rollins and Riddle went back and forth. He said, there's only one man in your family. It's Becky, which I thought was a good line. But then when they went to commercial break, uh, they went back and forth again. And they had a legitimate yelling, screaming match. R- uh, Rollins brought in Riddle's wife and how she divorced him. And the kids don't want to see him. Uh, Riddle threw some FUs in there. They showed all this. I love the realism. I think that's something that we need a little bit more. Um, I'm interested in your take. So is this meshing the, the line of reality and, and story too much? Listen, I, I am not going to come on here and say a bad word about my guy, Seth Rollins, as you know, but I've got to admit, man, when they showed that clip and Seth dropped that line, like my spine just recoiled a little bit because I was like that, that little bit left in the pit of my stomach for the guy who used to like riddle before he got involved in a feud with my guy. <laughs> I was like, man, that's, that's low man. Cause riddles line. Okay. Sure. Good line. Fine. But it's also awfully misogynistic, awfully corny, awfully, you know, like we, okay. Well, it's storyline related too. Right, I mean, right, she right, was right, literally right. called the man. So right, exactly. Like, yeah. But still, I just, you know, and then for Seth to do that, I was like, man, I get it. You know what I mean? You're the visionary. You're the revolutionary. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say a bad word about you, Seth. But, man, I just I didn't like it much. And bummer to Matt Riddle if his wife divorced him and his kids don't want to see him, man. Bummer to him. But I oh, guess that that's was, what happens when you have to work yeah. 300 days a year. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on with Riddle and, and behind the scenes. So that that's interesting. We'll see what happens there. All Riddle right, had to class, sign off yeah. on it, though. I do want to say that Riddle had to sign oh, yeah. off oh, on it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Fine with it. Don't. I don't yeah, one hundred percent. Riddle and, just went off script here. And no, not at all. And that was that was exactly what it uh, should have been as far as the script goes. And uh, obviously, you saw the emotion in there because he was probably very angry at the whole thing, and it, it really helped play into that. So we're going to talk Clash at the Castle now. So we have our uh, our newly kind of. Uh, there's four of us that are going to be making our picks. Uh, and Mark and Chris are not on right now, so we will kind of tell everybody what they picked. But we are going to keep track. We're going to see who the best booker is. Of course, that will probably be Chris because that's <laughs> how it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But. Mark, lifelong wrestling fan, been watching it for almost as long as yep. you, if not longer yep. than you and I, because he's got us by a couple of years. And then Chris, who's only just recently back. Yeah, you're right. He'll be the yep. best booker. 
So we have uh, Clash at the Castle, a match that was just announced. Rey Mysterio and Edge versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Rod, who does Mark? Who do Mark and Chris have for this one? They both are wrong in this particular one. Oh, they good, both, good. They they both have Edge and Rey Mysterio winning this, and I believe you and I are going to be on the right side of this because to me, there's no point in Judgment Day if they continue to lose. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that Rhea Ripley's a badass, but she hasn't done anything recently. And the only way for this to continue on when we get Beth Phoenix involved uh, is to have another another win or a win uh, by Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So we both pick that. Is Dominic finally going to churn? Is Dominic going bad? Well, Mark thinks that that's definitely happening. So we could talk about maybe giving him a bonus point if that does happen. I, at this point, am sick of predicting that that's going to happen. I believe Uh I've probably said that on four different Mysterio matches. So I'm just going to refrain at this point. I'll let you decide if you think he's going to here. Okay, he's not going to turn full heel. But something will happen that he accidentally costs Ray and Edge the match. Ah, the old accidental schmaz. The accidental. Okay, I like that. That's good. I think you're going to get points for that. Something that will not be accidental is the carnage that Gunther and Sheamus will do to each other. They are going to kill each other, and it's going to be an amazing match, and Gunther is going to retain the championship. And I like to say the word Gunther. You do like to say the word Gunther all of a sudden because you used to just call him by his old NXT name. You refused to even call him Oh, it's Walter. His name's Walter, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Over or under Sheamus' entire torso being beat red by by the end of the match? Oh, his entire body will be red. He will he will go through uh, the, the the tanning bed. Uh, Mark also thinks that Gunther was going to win, and then um, Chris thinks Sheamus is going to win. And I'm going to tell you that would shock me more than uh, than anything I've seen in a very long time if Gunther loses this one. Well, here's my deal, man. Sheamus doesn't need the win. All right, Sheamus nope. is over. Sheamus is a trusted hand. Sheamus yep. has a good gimmick. You know what I mean? Like he's he's going to continue to be Sheamus. Gunther needs a resume piece at this point. All right, and so beating a guy like Sheamus, I understand you're telling us this angle about Sheamus wanting to be Intercontinental Champion and this Grand Slam deal and all the you know the resume building. That's fine. Sheamus isn't going anywhere for a little while. He's got another shot at the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther right now needs a win on his resume that isn't Shinsuke or Ricochet. It needs to be a guy like Sheamus. He gets it here. And I believe, Jimmy, this may very well end up being the match of the night if you're into a hard-hitting style. Because these guys aren't going to be coming off of the top rope with moonsaults and Hurricane Ranas, but they're going to be absolutely wearing each other out. You will not see a Hurricane Rana in this match. You're going to see one from Sheamus. Uh, exactly. This is going to be a hard-hitting match. It's going to be something different. It's going to be uh, completely different than anything else on the show. We are definitely going to see a, ma- a Walter match here. So I really think that people are going to enjoy it, uh, especially compared to some of the other matches that are going to be on the show. I'm excited for it. I, you know me. Yeah. I've been all in on the ring general. I think it's a good gimmick. I like that we have a heel with the Intercontinental belt. I love the heel that like is I'm just better than everybody, and I'm not even going to deign talking sometimes. I dig that. Gunther does it well. We have uh, the Party Crashers against Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. I, if the Party Crashers don't win this, I don't know what's going on. I think Bailey should actually get the pin on Bianca to set up a, a, a feud moving forward. I think the Party Crashers get this one. 
I'm with you. I got Party Crashers winning this one as well. The same exact thing that you just said. Bianca Belair basically never loses. So the only way that she can lose is in a three-way match like this and a schmaz and maybe set her up with a feud with Bailey, who she was going to have a really good match with before Bailey hurt herself and was out for a year. So I think you're absolutely onto something there. And I love that we are still saying Party Crashers on this podcast oh, because that's it's their team name. much better name than whatever name they haven't even They've come up like with. They've had like four different names for them, yeah. Uh, yeah. Belair, Bliss, and Asuka, the, Mark's got them winning. Uh, a trade-off for knocking them out at the tag team tourney. And unfortunately, Chris agrees with us that Bianca Belair's team loses to that new trio and the six-women tag. Here's the question I want to ask you. Does Mark already get like a half a point because he called that, that Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah were going to beat them in that tag match on Raw? Because I certainly didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, he, he may get a half a point for that. That's uh, not not too bad there for him. Here's my only um, question now, yeah. Jimmy, that I have for basically any time there is a female match. And I will ask this same question as well for the next female match we talk about. Does my girl Charlotte Flair get involved? No, not even close. But thank you. <sighs> Listen, she's still number one on Pop Watch, all right? Pop Watch is still the same as last week. Charlotte Flair at one, Big E at two, Randy Orton at three. There was some Randy Orton trending on Twitter today, though. Apparently, he popped on Instagram. Looked pretty good sitting there in his kitchen. He he, uh, commented on uh, Lashley's breasts, so that's kind of neat. Right. Uh, We have uh, Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We have, um, I believe Mark said that Baszler is going to win. We had Chris saying that Liv Morgan's going to win. I'm going to agree with Chris again, and I'm not really feeling good about it. I think Liv wins. I think she does. I don't know. What do you think? All right, I'm I'm going with the Cleveland Crippler right here, Big All Mark right. Allen. I'm going with Shayna Baszler because Mark has been really after that we need to get a Shayna Baszler-Ronda Rousey feud going we saw Baszler approach Ronda when Ronda was getting hauled out saying what are you doing what are you up to Ronda's arrested we're still having her pop up I don't think she's gonna be all the way over in Wales because Ronda just doesn't have to do anything she doesn't really want to do but I think Liv is going to lose here because it pains me to say this about my second third cousin great aunt whatever we want to call her she has not really beat anybody since she won that belt. She's basically nope. just existed to get whipped around. Yep. So I really think that we're trying to build Shayna Baszler back up here. We're trying to feed her to Ronda Rousey. I got Baszler winning, Jimmy. But it kills me. It's my girl Liv Morgan. I was so excited to see her win, but it pains me. But I also have to ask the question that I asked last time. Does Charlotte get involved here? Uh, no, no chance. But thank you again, Rod. Right. I love the setup that they've been doing for this. I don't know if you've noticed on Instagram. But Riddle, or excuse me, um, yeah, Riddle and Liv Morgan uh, were working on uh, reversing Shayna Baszler's finisher. And they had this whole thing that they were working in the ring on it. And then Baszler and Rousey were working on uh, countering Liv's finisher. So it was really cool. If you go down their their uh, their Instagrams, they, they talk about how they're going to reverse it and some things you can do. They're practicing it in the ring. It's pretty neat. I like that a lot. I really wish they'd show that on TV more. What are the chances I see Baszler come down to the ring in like a new sprucey getup, right? Like we're trying to put a new sheen on her. She's still going to wear the same old crap. I know you really want her to wear a dress and makeup, but that's not going to happen. I don't it's going to dress and makeup, Jimmy. But just, just something joking. that looks a little better than what they have her in. But no, I think Baszler's going to come. I mean, she might come in in something new, but it's going to be basically the same. Um, the main event in your eyes. Riddle, Rollins, I think this is going 20 minutes. I think this is going to be an amazing matchup, and I think this is going to be hard-hitting. There's going to be blood. There's going to be kendo sticks. There's going to be tables. There's going to be a lot of stuff, and I think Rollins wins. 
What is the uh, what is the Cleveland the Cleveland Crippler and Chris have? He has Riddle ba- Riddle wins barely, but Rollins tries to beat up Riddle afterwards, but is RKO'd by the returning Randy Orton. Chris also nice. says Rollins is beating Riddle. I'm losing. Oh, this is ridiculous. I've got uh, Rollins so over got? Riddle as well. Yeah, okay. shocking out of me that I'm picking my guy Rollins. But here's here's the deal. I gotta believe they're heating him up for Roman at this point, right? And Riddle is so over that a loss doesn't really hurt him. It really doesn't. So, I I mean, Rollins has basically just existed to lose unless he's fighting a street profit recently. So, hopefully he can get this win over Riddle and we heat him up towards a, maybe taking on the Tribal Chief or Drew. Or, I don't know, we'll have to talk about that match here in a second. But I think we're heating up my guy, Seth freaking Rollins, for another run at the title. Uh, both of our uh, correspondents... Chris and Mark have McIntyre beating Roman Reigns. This was the hardest one for me to pick, Rod. What do you think? Who's going to win? All day long I was thinking about this, and I literally said this to the Mrs. Morganino right before we taped. Every time you and I have done one of these predictions before a premium live event where a Roman Reigns match was on, I never once thought twice about picking the Tribal Chief, the head of the table. But right now, that video package... It's got me all messed up, man. They spent a lot of money and a lot of time doing that thing. We're in the UK. Drew McIntyre has been getting heated up forever. He had the bogus WWE championship run during the no fan era. I mean, there's so many things that point to Drew. If Triple H wanted an escape from this McMahon storyline, this is an easy outdoor for him right now because it makes sense for Drew McIntyre to beat him. That being said, I'm taking Roman Reigns. Yeah, um, that is probably the right pick because it's two years. WrestleMania is a big one coming up. I think, let's look at it this way. If the plan is to do the Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, you do not need Roman Reigns to be the champion. You probably don't want Roman Reigns to be the champion. Correct. If the plan is to do anything else you probably want Roman Reigns to be the champion and have Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns because that that's what I'm finish. saying if you if you keep telling us that you think Cody's coming back in the Royal Rumble and he's going to yeah. enter the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant and win it and then point up at WrestleMania right so I'm with you if that's where we're going with the Rumble winner then Roman's still got to be the champion here's my question though about the Usos all right yeah. are we sure the Usos can get to the UK because I'm fairly Valid certain point. they couldn't get up into Canada. They couldn't get up into Canada. Are we sure they're going to be able to get into the UK? Yeah, I don't know the rules. Of maybe Canada's worse than the UK on, on some of those rules. I don't know. And plus, there's like warrants and stuff. Out. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. On. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, one of the Usos yeah. is a drunk driver. And you know what I mean? Like, the, you know, again, we just yeah. we don't talk about a lot of that stuff here on this podcast. But there's things you can find out about the Usos if you want to do some research online. All that being said, I think McIntyre is going to win, and the place is going to blow up. It's going to wow. be an amazing, wow. amazing. Uh, I, I've, I've, up until today, I had Reigns winning, but seeing everything they are doing, everything they're doing, points to to McIntyre winning this. Yeah, everything. but this would be the only time then, Jimmy, that they can give us a surprise Roman Reigns victory. I, I think, and that would be fine too. I think they're going to go Reigns and Rocket Mania, and they don't need the title. They shouldn't have the title. It should just be Reigns and Rock. So I think that's what they're going to try to do. Let me float this by you. I got to credit 
my guy, sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg, former yeah. 24-7 champion sure. of the WWE, host of Cheap Heat, guy that knows a little bit, right? Now, you always got to take what Rosenberg says with a grain of salt because he's he still by employed by the WWE. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But he floated an idea that I love. I don't know if it would happen because we're literally in the Roman Reigns, I don't want to wrestle all the time era, but he floated an idea. What if Roman kept both of the belts till WrestleMania and he literally fought on Saturday and Sunday night? One night versus Cody for one belt, one night versus Rock for the other belt. How cool would that be? I'm good. I want one champ. It'd be cool. If they're going to go two champs, that's great. I want one champ. So you don't think there's a scenario where we walk out of Clash at the Castle with the belts already split and Drew having one belt around his waist and Roman still having one? I don't think so. There'd have to be a step on that somehow, I would think. So, I mean, it, it can't else? just be as simple as Adam Pierce, the most relevant WWE official in the world, just rolling out in the middle of the match and being like, it's just been official. Yeah, that's that's all we need. Well, no. So if this was, if this was six weeks ago, I would say... Uh, Drew McIntyre gives Roman Reigns a belly-to-back suplex. All four of the shoulders are down. One, two, three. Uh, both people are pinned. So instead of doing a no contest, they split the belts. But I hope that doesn't happen. Oh, man. See, see, this is what you really think is going to happen. You don't really think Drew's going to beat him. That's why I'm so surprised that you're going down on wax with Drew over Roman. I really am shocked by that, Jimmy. I'm going for it. But anyway, speaking about going for it, we got to get out of here. Um, but this has been a fun uh, podcast here. We'll see what happens. We will definitely talk about Clash at the Castle results coming up next week. Uh, we all we have a 100th episode coming up that we're going to talk about uh, over social media and give some people some ideas of what we're doing for that. We've got uh, Balls and Brew. We've got the NFL. I think that's kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> and anything else coming up? We, uh, the Mrs. Morgan, you know, and I are working on something that will be a complete antidote to all of the football that's out there for the next Morgan, you know, podcast. We are working on the greatest love songs of all time. So that'll be a little fun, uh, fun lesson to be, uh, completely the other side of football and wrestling. And with that, you've been listening to the, yeah, we know podcast, part of the Morgan, you know, podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. I want to send a warning to my guy, Jimmy Smith, right now, all right? If I have to watch Class at the Castle for a 20-minute banger between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins in the whole entire match, you refer to him as Seth frickin' Rollins, I'm going to blow my top, Jimmy Smith. Figure it out before you get on the plane. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs>